Our destination determines the path. That's something I think we all, like, we're like, duh, of course that makes sense. And I think we see this in our day and age where we rely so much on Google Maps and Waze and all these different apps, or even if we still use GPSs, although I don't really know anyone who still uses GPS now, but if you do, regardless, when you type in the destination, it gives you the path. But as we all know, sometimes just taking the path the GPS gives you is not the best. Because the quickest way is not always the best way. Or at least what the phones think is the quickest way is not always the best. And I can think of this if any of you, and I'm sure all of you, have experience of trying to get anywhere on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Homa. What do I mean? Well, I know when I try to go to Homa, if I'm going anywhere along that stretch of road, I'm thinking to myself, what side of the street is it on? And do I have to turn left? Because as you know, if you're trying to turn left on Martin Luther King, you're going to be sitting on the road for a very long time, unless it's very early in the morning or very late at night. And these are the things that, if you just use your phone, you don't think about. But the destination determines more than just the quickest way. It determines the best way. And this is true not only on the road, this is true in our lives. You think about it. What your goal is that you set you for yourself, maybe it's just to have a family, to have a high-paying job, to advance in the company, to get a degree. Whatever goal you set is going to determine how you live your life. It determines the path that you set for yourself. And so we have to ask the question, if that's true, then what is the ultimate destiny? What is the ultimate destination that we should be striving for? St. Paul gives it to us today. St. Paul says, in his letter to the Colossians, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above. Seek what is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. If you were raised with Christ, what does that mean? It means that if we have experienced, if we have been redeemed by Christ, if we have truly been baptized into Christ, which means that when we came out of that waters, that Jesus Christ claimed us as a son or a daughter of God, and that not only that, that he has prepared a place for us in heaven, in eternal life, in the world to come. If we are up there with Christ, then we should be seeking the things that are of Christ, the things that are above. Because that is our ultimate destination. That is what the scriptures tell us, and that is what we have come to know and believe. 
You see, these past few weeks, we've been walking through a couple steps. First, we have been invited with Mary to sit at the feet of Jesus, to sit at his feet and to learn from him as the first step of being a true Christian, of being a witness. And as we have learned from him, we have learned who he is. And we have learned who God the Father is. We have learned how good he is and how much God the Father desires us to be with him forever. And if we know that, if we know who the Father is, then we know that what St. Paul says is true. That we have been promised an eternal destiny. That we are raised with Christ. That is the truth. And that is what we are invited into today. But see, that destiny means nothing if it does not affect the path. Heaven means nothing to us if it doesn't affect what we do now. That's the story of the rich fool that we hear today, that Jesus gives to us as a way to show us what happens when we don't let the things of heaven influence how we act now. See, the rich fool is so focused on the earthly things, on his harvest, on the barns that he has to build for himself, that he forgets that his life will be demanded of him very soon, that he will be called to his eternal destiny but he's not ready for it, and he's not in a place to accept it. See, those material things, the harvest, the barns, represent sin. They represent an obsession with the material. They represent a preoccupation with selfish desires and our own plans. If we are so caught up in just what we want to do and our own sins, if we're so caught up only in this world, we won't be ready to get to our eternal destination. We need to keep our eyes fixed on our destination. We have to take the path that leads there which means that sometimes we have to make changes. That we have to change our focus off of what matters to this world and put our focus on doing those things that matter most to God. As Jesus says at the end of this parable, Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. We have to change. We have to morph our attitudes, our desires, in order to seek what matters to God. And that is what our Lord invites us into this day. As we have learned to sit at his feet, 
and as we have learned more about who this God is that we worship, as we come every Sunday to worship him, as we go to our inner room and seek him, as we learn who he is, we are then invited to make changes. We have to become more like Christ so that we can obtain our eternal destination. And so that is what our Lord invites us to today. And so as we enter into this Mass more fully, we should ask the question, you and I all have something that we all need to change, that our Lord invites you and I to change. And so as we begin and go deeper into this liturgy, we are invited to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it you are asking me to change this week? Maybe it is a habit. Maybe you've fallen into a habit of sin that you can't get out of. Maybe it's just you're not praying as much as you would like. Maybe, or as much as the Lord is calling you to. Or maybe it's something else. But our Lord is asking us to ask the question, Lord, what are you asking me to do this day and in the days ahead? How are you asking me to correct my path in this life so I can reach that eternal destination with you?